welcome to the Built broadcast. Um, today I am here with Ellie Best, who is a fifth year veterinary science student with an intercalated Masters of Science in Global Wildlife Health and Conservation. Um, Ellie won the PVC Choice Awards for Best Presentation at the uh, Built Festival of Undergraduate Research recently, um, which is very exciting. And today we're here to talk to, um, oh, we're here to talk about um, Research Rich Assessment. Um, hello, Ellie. Hi, hi. <laughs> um, so, Ellie, my first question is, uh, when did you realise that research was sort of part of your degree? Yeah, so I feel that I've always sort of had an interest in asking lots of questions. That's sort of been before um, I sort of got onto the course and things. But um, I know the first couple of years of our degree isn't really focused on research as such. It's more sort of learning the knowledge and obviously everything, getting you ready to be a vet. Um, but I remember sort of picking up on some of the more what I found more interesting in our um, sort of biochemistry lectures quite early on. I thought, oh, that's something I'd quite like to know a bit more about. Um, but again, we didn't really have the opportunity to do a sort of, I guess, research project until you sort of got to fourth year. Um, so it was really through intercalating that I found my um, sort of passion in research. That was really sort of my entry into research. Um, I knew that I always sort of wanted to intercalate. Um, but on the masters, we had the opportunity to do the three month research project. So that was something I really liked about Bristol when I applied was the fact that we could intercalate and we could do this sort of extra year of research and um, and things. And I remember taking some of those um, concepts that I picked up on from sort of second year and thinking, oh, I wonder if I could make a research project about this um, and did the three months on the masters. And then, um, yeah, absolutely fell in love with it. And that was when I decided that I wanted to go into research and do a bit more of that. Um, and then I sort of tried to follow that through. Obviously, on the vet course, there's quite a lot of opportunities to do EMS and through the Inspire scheme as well. There's lots of really great initiatives um, that I sort of heard about a bit and tried to get involved in, like the Inspire Student Journal. So I'm an editor for that at the moment and the podcast and things. So really um, a lot of extracurriculars that are available to vet students. And then obviously... Um, we sort of had the added chance in fourth year to do a knowledge summary and um, which is sort of a desk-based research project I guess like a kind of like a, lit okay. review, a literature review where you can um, sort of find out um, the answer to a clinical question um, so it was kind of more related to the vet degree rather than sort of pure lab research which I quite liked you got a bit of a taste of, of both I guess through intercalating and doing sort of pure lab-based research and then um, in fourth year doing a more clinical um clinically clinical application I suppose of that research um so yeah that was that's why I'd um, sort of say was my sort of route I guess into research and um yeah on the course that's really interesting how you've got sort of your desk-based research and your clinical research sort of um so how do you think um when you first came up to your um your master's level research given that you hadn't had as much experience sort of further down how did you feel about that um yeah talk yeah. me through what you what were your thoughts then and what were your what are your thoughts after um yeah what happened after yeah it was really scary at first I sort of felt because obviously on the masters you've got people who come from all sorts of um different backgrounds different degrees different levels of experience um so I sort of felt oh gosh am I going to be well equipped to do the research that I wanted to do um, because my my research is on more uh, sort of it's very lab based. It's quite antibiotic biochemistry rather than um, directly related to veterinary sort of as if 
yeah that side of things so it was quite different anyway and um, so yeah I was really really nervous um but we did have quite a lot of teaching on the masters um about sort of basic things like even even in the early years of the vet course how to run a literature search and things like that were really helpful the library workshops and things and um, so I sort of remembered going back to that and just thinking okay let's take one one step at a time <laughs> um and then just my my supervisor was really supportive and went through everything with me um so although I was really nervous to start with once I'd started doing the research and actually got in the lab and did the stuff I thought oh, actually this is this is really doable I'm I'm um, I'm learning so much and I learned loads and I absolutely loved it I really 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 enjoyed it and um, so afterwards I sort of felt a lot more confident in the, the sort of stuff that I was doing in my research like I can find my way around a lab now so that's good <laughs> um, but yeah no I definitely feel more confident afterwards and I felt that we did have quite a lot of support and I, I didn't ever feel like I was disadvantaged Dis, not disadvantaged but not um prepared enough if that makes sense to do the research there was always support available so that nice. yeah that's really interesting and it's great to sort of see your progression that once you were in the lab you're like oh I love what I'm doing I'm, I'm I know what I'm doing now um so I guess my next question would be um how did you so you've had this research as part of your course. How did you translate that into what you presented at the research festival and turned it from sort of part of your course, part of your curriculum into sort of extracurricular? I would say I I sort of carried it on past the end. So even now, um, I know that we had to do that research, obviously, as a part of our master's. And that was the sort of basis of my um, report that I presented at the um, festival. But I've been even literally today, I've just got back from being back in the lab again. Um, so I'm I've I knew that I was really passionate about this project and about this research and I wanted to carry it on. And I didn't want to let it go. I thought, oh, we've got something really good and really exciting here. And I love it. And I want to carry on and see it through to the end. So I really um, after finishing the course, I sort of spoke to my supervisor and just said, look, um, can we sort of carry this on? There's a few other avenues I want to go down. And he was like, absolutely. Um, so. I would say just yeah I tried to sort of carry it on get as much more information as I could um so far obviously it was difficult because of Covid and everything so getting back in the lab wasn't always um that easy so we've sort of run a bit behind <laughs> um but yeah that was formed the basis then of what I presented at the festival sort of the mixture of the stuff from the curriculum and then the extra stuff that we'd found out along the way um and just getting extra pointers and things um even learning what I've what I've learned from then and becoming more confident in presenting my research I thought um, was really helpful so yeah. Oh that's great, um, so, so where do you feel that your research is going to go in the future? Um, so you I think you're in the last year of your your course, um, yeah where do you think you're going to go next um, research work? I would love to um, carry on in research, I um, yeah I do love it, so what I'm hoping to do is sort of um, complete this research, the spend my summer now before I start work in September, um, completing this side of this project, the one that I presented, and get that sort of finished and hopefully work towards publication, fingers crossed. Um, that would be really nice. <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna do a sort of a year, couple of years in practice, I think, first. And then I know that there's a few um doctoral training programs and um the clinical primer scheme that's run at Bristol, uh, which is a great program that I've heard about from some other vets that did it a few years ago. And they said it's sort of a six-month pure research programs that really 
helps your transition, I think, from clinical practice into research from what I've heard. So that would be something that I'm, I'm really sort of hoping to do in the next couple of years and then go from there, hopefully get a PhD and um, yeah, see if this research, this research goes anywhere. So fingers crossed. <laughs> That's the yeah. dream. That's really exciting. Um, so just to um, for people that weren't at the research festival, roughly what was your um, project on briefly? Yeah, so it, it sounds really boring, but I promise it's really fun <laughs> and cool. Um, so my project was on um, the use of so obviously antibiotic resistance is a huge problem and we know that it's probably going to be the next biggest issue that faces um, modern medicine in the next 10 years. And that was something I really wanted to sort of address and try and find a solution. And I know that lots of people are working on creating new antibiotics and I've always had an interest in sort of plant medicine and things. Um, and I sort of thought, oh, I remembered a lecture we had back in second year on nanoparticles. And I thought, I wonder if we could use some of the um, plant properties and put them into nanoparticles and see if that worked against some resistant bacteria. So my research was on using yeah, essential oils basically encapsulated into um, nanoparticles and seeing how effective they are against the World Health Organization's list of priority pathogens. So that's our carbapenem resistant E. coli, our MRSA, Pseudomonas, all of that. Um, so I basically encapsulated them and tested them against these bugs and that seemed to they worked basically which was really exciting um, and we did it against different concentrations and things um, to see whether we could you know how strong we could make it and how weak we could make it and um, yeah so that was that was sort of the basis of my research I guess creating a new natural antibiotic of sorts <laughs> I guess which is incredibly exciting considering so exciting. Um, the impact that you might have in sort of the wider sort of health in general like um, did you imagine that when you first signed up for a vet course that this is what what you would be doing no no way <laughs> um I sort of yeah it was it it's it just all sort of happened I, I guess I just thought well, this is a wacky project we could try and then to find out that it actually worked and there's no way I could have possibly ever um predicted this I remember back in sixth form I did a small project on um antibiotics and um essential oils but that had nothing to do with nanotechnology or anything it was a very basic does cinnamon kill e coli um and i remember finding that it did a lot more than some of the other drugs that i tested against so i sort of had that in the back of my mind and i thought oh that's something i'm quite interested in but there was no way i thought i could ever sort of apply it and make it a proper trial research project that i could do um and maybe carry forward yeah um, so we'll see we'll see where it, we'll see where it goes um but yeah I'm, I'm really excited about it as you can probably tell um so yeah <laughs> no that's uh, it's uh, such an exciting project and I am I was so glad that I listened to you at the research festival <laughs> it was you're such an um an engaging speaker and you dumbed it down enough for somebody um who only has an a-level in chemistry <laughs> perfectly um so it was it was really interesting um uh, how did you manage to make it accessible to other audiences um i guess is my next question yeah that was something that's obviously it's quite tricky because um it's obviously quite a complicated topic and then to sort of I want I wanted it to be something that people yeah could understand because there's nothing worse than being sat in a lecture and thinking oh gosh what's like what's she talking about I'm so lost because you sort of just switch off so I remember being told that I um to try and make it accessible to like a sort of a clever 16 year old and that should sort of be your pitch for any sort of topics um and I guess it helped me not knowing um 
when I'm coming from a vet degree and not having this lab experience on the masters I was sort of learning it all from scratch so I just sort of thought what's the most basic way I can explain this and like how I learned it basically how I was like oh okay so this is how we dilute them and things like that and then I guess just trying not to use any jargon and I try to use a lot of diagrams as well I I like my diagrams so I put lots of pictures in the (laughs) in the powerpoint and made little um nanoparticles so you could sort of see the layers and things and I don't know I hope that kind of helped but just sort of I guess taking it back from the beginning and explaining how I guess I basically just explained how I learned it yeah I, I suppose and um, I'm glad that it, it came across well and I'm glad you enjoyed it so thank you. <laughs> no the research festival I just loved it um, it was great also seeing um, other people that wouldn't have engaged because they were together because they were part of different schools or different year groups um, sort of chatting together about their research was really um, it's nice to have that sort of relationship especially during Covid yeah. where we haven't managed to build necessarily student research communities as much as we we normally would um so lastly um because you've taken us through an incredibly in-depth um summary of how you've you've got to this point already do you have any other thoughts or anything else that you'd like to add um i think i think the one thing that i would like to say about um research and science i guess as a whole is I really underestimated how much I've always been quite a creative person um, and I've always been quite into my art and my graphics and even like music and things and like making and creating things and I never really saw how I could make that fit with um, science and I would say that was a huge part of my journey into research I guess from a scientific discipline was just thinking outside the box and being able to use your sort of it's it's almost an art form I guess that type of research isn't it it's sort of using a different type of um way of thinking to sort of think outside the box and yeah really use your creativity to create a research project and that's something that helped me like yeah that's how I fell in love with research basically and um got to that point was just sort of thinking oh we can just be a bit creative here and just sort of make something up and try it and see if it works and if it does that's great um and that was also something that I think we touched on in the in the research festival the built festival that's something that really hammered home I remember thinking yeah that's exactly that's you put the nail on the head there there is a real balance between creativity research science it really doesn't all have to just be um sort of boring and um numbers and science they don't have to be completely different separate um, you can use it together so that, I, I like that point from the festival um, but yeah I think that's all I'd like to add. <laughs> Thank you very much Ellie you've taken us through a really interesting story covering your research journey this far particularly your anxieties about first engaging with clinical research but also your excitement when your experiments were successful and uh, a final congratulations again on winning the PVC Choice Awards for your presentation at the Festival of Undergraduate Research. Yeah, thank you very much for having me.